Hey, just like my good buddy Tom Brady just said, download the app Autograph Rewarding Fans. Use my code MFRANT and start getting rewarded today. All right, go blue. Maze and Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Reaction Episode National Title Game. Man, it is, it's fantastic to say. I just, it it still doesn't feel real to me. What these kids have done and what this team has done all season is, is just so, it's so amazing and it's so emotionally mature how these guys handle things. Uh, It goes to what really the team, the team, the team is. Because no player is bigger than the team. No coach is bigger than the team. Nobody is bigger than the team. And these guys prove it every day, all season long. That no matter what happened, no matter what came their way, they proved that they live by that motto, that they embodied that motto. And if they are a great example of if you work hard and you stay focused, you really can accomplish anything if you have the right people with you going, working towards the same thing. But that's hard to do. Like, I think we see that's why when you're a fan of a team and you watch what they go through. It really, that's why we get so emotionally invested because from 2020, where I mean, I was strictly on fire Harbaugh. I didn't want to see him around because he, he wasn't who he was. I mean, it was shocking at how bad Harbaugh was and his loyalty to people who were only bringing down the program. And for him to swallow his pride. One, no person's bigger than the team. So he swallowed his pride, took a pay cut, fired the people that he cared about the most. I mean, I don't know, cared about the most. He liked Don Brown, but I don't know if he loved him, you know. You know, had a meeting with the players and said, listen, if you're not team to team to team, if you're not all about Michigan, then we will help you get wherever you need to go. But you can't be here. Joe Milton leaves. Giles Jackson, by the way, who was on that Washington team, which I totally forgot he was there, (laughs) uh, left. A lot of poisonous attitudes left because they put themselves ahead of the team. They got back to what made Michigan great. And it's the team, the team, the team, the people. Man. Those who stay will be champions. I mean, these are things that we say and they almost sound, I don't know, cliche or to other people who aren't Michigan fans, they sound corny or stupid, but it's stuff that we as Michigan fans build our beliefs on our just bank that our teams are going to live by that motto. 
and they did. And it's so refreshing to see after that 2020 season, starting 2021, not really knowing what we have, right? Knowing that we're, we could be all right, but we didn't know. And it's so cool that we played Washington that first game. And at the end of this run, because who knows what 2024 has, right? Will Harbaugh stay? Will JJ stay? Uh, who's going to step up to take the the running back room over like Corum or Edwards? Will Edwards stay? You know, I mean, we don't know. But to finish this full circle with Washington at the end of this was so fitting. I mean, it almost felt like like uh, Aiden Hutchinson said. If you there's a clip going on, if you see it, he must be in his locker room with the Lions, and they're asking him, and he's like, "It's destiny," and they're like, "Well, do you want to give a uh, a score prediction?" He's like, "No, it's written in the stars. It's destiny." It's just like God. He's he's right. He's absolutely right. It it was if this is a if this is a simulation, this is the greatest this is the greatest uh this is the greatest simulation ever. Like all the calculations uh aligned, all the algorithms fell properly and we they just got us to where we are and it's so great to see to see how the team loves one another and plays for one another the coaches love one another and i mean just it's amazing the team the team the team it's amazing it just really is i mean these are stats that i know we all know by now no one's gonna be shocked but i mean that you have to say it right um in that three-year span michigan goes 40 and three Right. Um, Only shockingly, one of those losses is to a Big Ten team, which is little brother for (sighs) awful, awful reasons. You know, one loss to those idiots. But we went 40 and 3, 3 0 against Ohio, 3 0 against Penn State, 2 1 against Dingus, and then three CFP uh, appearances with one national title win. I mean, no team in college football playoff history rushed for over 300 yards. Michigan's done it. Now, that includes teams, by the way, that had Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, uh, ETN for, for Clemson. I mean, had great, great dynamic running backs, and not one of them ran for over 300 yards. Michigan did that. There was only four players who ever rushed for over 100 yards in a game, and two of them (laughs) are Michigan Wolverines. Uh, They said, oh, Michigan has no chance against this Washington Huskies team. They've never seen a passing attack like that, even though Michigan was built to stop passing attacks like this one. Granted, we didn't see it this year. But last time I checked, Will Johnson was here last year. Mikey Samer still was here last year. Rod Moore was here last year. Uh, Keon Sab, even though he didn't play, was here last year when they had great passing attacks from C.J. Stroud, who currently right now tearing up the NFL. So last time I checked, Michael Penix may get drafted into the NFL. C.J. Stroud went, what, second 
or first or something like that. He went first, I think. Whatever. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know where CJ Stroud got drafted. To be quite honest, and what. But still, his team's going into the NFL playoffs. <laughs> Michael Penix hopes to play in the NFL. Not that Michael Penix is bad. I think he's he's fantastic. But to I mean, to even compare, and I already went over this, so I'm not going to go over it too much. But to even compare Michael Penix to Joe Burrow, and it was ridiculous. The Washington Huskies, nowhere near the 2019 LSU Tigers. And Michael Penix and Washington needed every yard and every point that Michael Penix, 430 yards passing, they needed every yard. Those two touchdowns he needed, they needed every touchdown to went to beat Texas. And they still almost lost. Joe Burrow threw for 490 and seven touchdowns at no point in time at halftime. They could have, Joe Burrow could have gone home and taken a nap and they still would have killed Oklahoma. So moving on. But just to see that defensive line just dominate. And they only rushed four most of the time. And they dominated. I mean, Kenneth Grant just wrecking that that um, guard and sacking Penix. I mean, this is playing out like a movie. Last night, that well, the whole season. But last night was the was everything. I mean, if you were a Michigan star... You made plays last night for this team. Every one of them seemed to make a huge play from J.J. on that third down run, right, and deep in our own territory when it looked like we were going to have to punt it back and Washington was going to get very good field position. J.J. saves our butt on that one. Great pass to Roman. Great pass to Loveland. Loveland making a great catch and run. Um, uh, Donovan Edwards. I mean, if you're going to have a rough season, which he did, to in the biggest moment, in the biggest game, to have your best day was fantastic. I mean, uh, who else? Uh, Will Johnson with the interception. Uh, Mason Graham just all day long jacking dudes up. Grant running over that guard to sack Penix. Um, oh, Corum. I mean... Of course, Corum. I mean, every time we need him, every time a game is in doubt, any time that we need to shut the door, he has done it from Penn State to Ohio State to Alabama and then now to Washington. We're 31-0 and when he scores a touchdown. Unbelievable. I mean, this played out like a movie. Like... <sighs> It's for for sure. It's going to be the best thirty for thirty ESPN's ever had. Um, I'm partial to the uh, U, uh, the U plus two or whatever U and the crew or whatever. It's about the Miami Hurricanes. Unbelievable thirty for thirty. But this one's going to crush it. I mean, every major player. Oh, Mikey Samer still. Oh, how do I forget about that? Mikey Samer still, Will Johnson, both getting huge interceptions in times when we absolutely needed it. <laughs> Dude, it was, it, I just sat there like, is this, this, it, 
am I living in my own head? Like, it wouldn't shock me if, like, all of a sudden I wake up and this was all a dream. Like, I had gone into some type of coma or something and I dreamt this whole season because it played out like a movie from losing our our head coach at the beginning of the season, seeing different guys head coach, uh, Sharon Moore not having the best start at the head coaching thing, and that's when we struggle the most against Bowling Green. Then we, you know, we, I don't have to go through it. We all know. I mean, to lose Harbaugh after getting off the fucking plane, when we get to Penn State, having the little Weasley villain and Petiti, big old titties over there, just all that kind of stuff, and then having Ryan Day be such a douchebag, and then to finally, at the end, all of it, watch our hated rivals completely fall apart with Mr. Chopping His Own Wood and Mr. Ryan Day, I, I computer hacker on the side, all that shit, all of it, leading up to taking down the biggest giant in Alabama just because they might not have been the best Alabama team that they've ever had, but still they won the SEC. They beat the Georgia team that, that everybody said couldn't be beat. Did that. We beat them. Beat the SEC. Kicked them out of the fucking playoffs. And then we take on a team. Oh, they're Joe Burrow. They're the new coming of Joe Burrow and his wide receivers. Michigan can never. They don't know what they're going to do. They can't handle it. I heard some dude say, their cornerbacks aren't good enough. Their cornerbacks, which, inv- which include Will Johnson. Not good enough. You nuts. And then just to, just to, I mean, every time we were down, the hero came out of nowhere. Just name one. Mainly uh, Corum. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I can't, I can't believe it. And I'll be honest, this team reminds me a lot of the Raven, uh, the Ravens uh, team that won the Super Bowl in 2000, 2001. Because they had a, an offense that everybody kind of discounted. Trent Dilfer was like, I think it was Trent Dilfer. They're like, yeah, he's all right, but is he great? Not really. Same shit they say about J.J. McCarthy. They always find a way to to bash him somehow. Wide receivers are good, but not great. Same thing with Michigan, they say. Really good running game. But, I mean, they, how are they putting together? How, is, how are they scoring over 20-some points per game? And then a fantastic defense. I mean, a out of your mind playing defense, right? Same thing. Reminds me so much, so much of that, of that Ravens team. And then they play the Giants, kind of like, kind of like the uh, Washington team, you know, like they were good, but they weren't overly great. I wasn't, I don't think anybody, well, I guess everybody was really pulling for Washington, but the Ravens beat the Giants 34 to seven. We win 34, 13. Just reminds me so much of the Ravens. Um, if you're an offensive team, or if next year, or if your offensive line is anywhere decent, I think aren't you hoping to God you don't win that Joe Moore Award? <laughs> I know, I I know, I hope Michigan never wins it again. To be honest, I mean, three years in a row, three years they lose, they find a way to get beat at what they were supposed to be really good at. You know, Michigan, obviously, first year, Georgia, 
dude, Jordan Davis was, what, eight feet tall, 300 pounds, and could run a 4'8 and track down Corum by himself. Um, then TCU made us look awful because we over, we were, you know, too, we were sniffing our own farts. <sighs> Man, if you're a Joe Ward winner, I hope you don't go to the playoffs because you're just going to lose. Um, just, I, I mean, there's really not much more to talk about, right? Like, this was a team for the ages. I mean, holding Penix to 27 out of 51. He threw that ball 51 times. He only, for 255 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. For a QBR of 63. He was so in his own head. He was missing wide open players on his own team. Wide open. Missing them. And not even close. Missing them hard. Not good. That's how good Michigan's defensive line is. It scares you into missing your own, what people would say, a dynamic wide receivers. Um, the three-headed monster of own Doomsday, Polk, and uh, McMillan, which I'll be honest, man, that McMillan annoys the hell out of me. Um, all of them combined, 15 for 157 and a touchdown. Now, now if you were listening to the national media, you would think 15 for 157 and a touchdown, that would have been Odunze or whatever his name is, Rome Odunze, all by himself. But, man, <sighs> when you need it, this team just steps up and does amazing things. I mean, who knew that, well, I mean, we all did, but it, it goes to show you that this defense can turn even the greatest quarterback into Kyle McCord. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, put this kid under pressure. It's amazing how he turns into Kyle McCord. Fantastic for us. Uh, just so proud of this team. I don't know what's going to go on in 2024. I mean, we've got a lot of really good players who are returning, you know, especially defensively. So I feel good about that. I mean, I don't know if Harbaugh will be here, but I'll be honest, I don't want to think about it right now. I just want to just really enjoy the final um, college football four-team playoff, which I think is funny that um, – well, it's funny and fitting that Ohio State won the inaugural. We won the final one. The Big Ten bookending it with the two best teams in Big Ten history and how it's always more than likely going to be Michigan-Ohio State – it's always going to come down to us, those two teams, and it should always. You know, I mean, you hate them, but Batman needs the Joker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Batman needs the Joker, and that's that's what these two teams are. And you can pick whoever your Batman is. You know, but it's this is great. I mean, this is just. <sighs> I'm like uh, I'm like Bill Murray at the end of Scrooged when he says, "I haven't felt this good in a really, really long time," and it's facts. I just am in love with this team. Love everything I've seen this season. <sighs> I don't know if we'll have another. I'm sure I'll have another podcast soon to discuss where do we go from here. What are my thoughts on that? Who comes back? All that. There's plenty to talk about. But guys. Let's enjoy, let's 
buy a beer for a friend. Let's let's just enjoy. Like, say go blue to somebody today. You know, even if <laughs> even if they don't know what the hell you're talking about. And by the way, it is Michigan Wolverine Day. Uh, the uh, Gretchen Whitmer declared it the uh, Michigan Wolverine Day, January 9th. So I would assume every January 9th, we should all be wishing each other a very Michigan Wolverine Day, a very go blue. So go blue to you on this uh, first ever Michigan Michigan Wolverine Day. Man, it's fitting. It's awesome. I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about. If I didn't, I'll come back and I'll cover it later. Um, I mean, unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. It is great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys. Go Blue.